do you know how to monetize your content and how to monetize your expertise and all the attention that you're getting from your content? Join us for today's show as we talk about the business of content creation with Chaz Wilson. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to the Fanny Dunnigan show where every other week, we talk about creator tips, tools and tales. And today we have a very, very special guest. And I won't say too much yet. Let's see who has tuned in today and is joining us. Oh, look at all these people. I love it. Uh, welcome, Victoria. Thank you. You love the intro. Thank you so much. Uh, Jason Hopper, welcome. Trevor Houston, woohoo! <laughs> it's your second favorite show. Yes, your own show is number one. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Oh, my goodness. Dallas, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining in. First time, awesome, welcome. So glad you could join us all the way from New Zealand. Oh my gosh, I did a double, double take. Welcome, all the way from New Zealand. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Mary Fain, shout out to Mary. We did an amazing collaboration this week all around overcoming perfection. And I'll reference that a little later as well. So be sure to connect with Mary Fain uh, Brent as well. She's an amazing LinkedIn uh, guru expert as well. And uh, be sure to connect with her. So lots of people joining us. We'll let you folks come on in here. And uh, I think it's because the topic is super, super relevant. We're going to be talking about the business of content creation. In the meantime, please introduce yourself to each other. Let each other know what you do, your expertise. And I challenge you to connect with 
free people in the audience. It's a wonderful place to network and grow your network, and uh, you, you won't regret it. The people here are amazing and so supportive, and uh, you never know who you'll meet, a potential partner, collaborator, client. You just never know. So tag your connections to join. And uh, if this is a topic that you think someone will be interested in, please tag them in the comments. We're going to talk all about monetization and business of content creation. In the meantime, I want to bring on my community manager, the extraordinary Jihan. How are you? <laughs> Hey, Fanny. Hey, everyone. Happy Thursday. I'm, I'm great. It's always great to be here. And man, this audience already is. I know. And so this, this is going to rock. So I'm so excited. We have someone from all the way across the world. That's so cool. I know. I saw... I yes. I, and I was trying yeah. to do the math in my head and the time difference. So right. I'll have to take yeah. a second. To, to figure that one out. But uh, yeah, welcome everybody. And thank you, Fanny, for having me as always. And thrilled Absolutely. to be here. So be sure to connect with G. G talks all about HR and marketing. And uh, she's just a force of energy and positivity. Um, so connect with you. G in the comments. Okay. Thanks. And Fanny. she's see you a little later. Um, and yeah. She's going to make sure I don't miss any of your comments or questions. And I'm going to hop into a link that I want to share with all of you. This is something that I started this season. So make sure you go to this bit.ly link. Uh, Jihan's going to help me paste that in the comments. This is where you're going to find show notes. And it's a place I created a template for you to write down notes and things that you're going to learn from our guests today. In addition, I'm going to have my content tip of the week notes in there. So make sure you click on that link and go there and get some extra information and reference for yourself. Okay. So my favorite part um, of the intro of the show, I'm going to now talk about the content tip of the week. So this week, I'm going to talk all about progress over perfection. This has been top of mind to me because it was also a show that I collaborated with Mary in the comments below and just about how over the years, um, I've kind of like always kind of had perfection as the goal and how that exhausting that can actually be. And one of the things that I've realized over time is that progress is actually more important. And as long as I'm 1% better every single day, then that progress will supersede any kind of goal towards perfection. So I wanted to give you guys some five things to consider when you're creating content so that you have continual progress. You don't have to focus on everything. You don't have to be perfect. But the five tips is that when you're creating content, there's five areas that you can concentrate on. And you can see that in the show notes if you clicked on that. But uh, I'll just flash that up real quick. This is the content tip of the week. And I want you to kind of pull that up as I walk through it. So one of the main things to do when you're creating content is to focus on the who. Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to speak to? Who do you want to share your expertise with? Who do you want to be hired by? So number one, focus on the who you want to serve first and picture them in your mind. And then from there, we're going to start to create pieces of a content. Okay, so number one, focus on the who. Okay, number two, what? What are you going to talk about? What is your expertise? What do you want to sell? What do you want to offer? You don't have to talk about anything and everything under the moon. That's going to be irrelevant. You need to focus on what you're going to offer and what your expertise is. Okay, so focus on who, what, and then how, right? You don't have to be everywhere. Focus on the medium or the channel that 
makes the most sense to you. So if you're on LinkedIn, a lot of times it's business to business, B2B. And also like the type of content, right? If you love to speak, then get on video, right? And, you know, you can share your energy and body language. If you prefer to write, then write posts. If you prefer photos, then upload images, okay? So focus on what you're most comfortable with and forget about the rest, okay? That's the how. And then the why. Stick to your values, okay? You don't have to engage with everything that um, you may not disagree with. Engage with the content and build a network around other people that share your values. And that ties into the why of um, why you create content and the why of the networks that you build and connect with. And finally, when. Consistency and frequency matters. Okay? Even if you say, I only want to post once a week, then make sure you always show up on that one day of the week. Every Tuesday, you're going to have a tip of the week, or every Tuesday, you're going to post a piece of content. Okay, so frequency and consistency matters. So in summary, make sure you focus on those five areas, the who, which is the clients you want to serve, the what, talk about, concentrate on your expertise, the how, the medium you're most comfortable with, the why, stick to your values, and then the when, stick to frequency and consistency. And you'll find all those details in my show notes in that link in the comments. Awesome. Okay. And now to the star of the show. I want you all to join me in welcoming Chaz Wilson as we talk about the business of content creation. Chaz, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Fanny. Honored to be with you. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. Absolutely. I Just a quick background. I first met Chaz through um actually roger wakefield mm -hmm. yeah. uh the master plumber for those of you out there he's just an amazing content creator and a plumber and from there again our past met through scott simpson which is an amazing youtuber and advisor of mine as well and then that led me to you Chaz. yeah awesome yeah and actually i'm business partners with both of them so when we talk about content creation and the monetization those are both people that I'm in business with. Uh, so, so awesome. Thank you. Our paths were meant to connect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to read this quick bio of yours. You are the CEO and best-selling author, and you bring 20 years of experience building impactful relationships through networking. Right? Speaking of networking, today he is connected with successful business owners, influencers, athletes, and celebrities through his company, Master Networks. And this business was built solely through the word of mouth. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. To educate and equip entrepreneurs across the nation. His proven method has helped thousands of entrepreneurs expand their businesses. And he can't wait to share how you're only one relationship away from changing your future. Yes. I like that line. You're only one relationship away from changing your future. What do you mean by that? Well, it's so true. I mean, if you think about and, and this, you know, when we're sitting here talking about creating content and it's what's the purpose of creating content, it's to impact and influence people, right? That's the whole purpose. And so if we're looking for that often, I think, and this goes to your content tip, by the way, we're always looking to how many, like we get into this um, sort of vanity numbers, right? Like, oh, you, you make a post and you go, look, how many people connected with it? How many people liked it? Um, the reality is for most of us, and I've built a networking organization of thousands of people in over 20 plus states. And the reality is it only, it, I only needed about 18 to 25 people to make that happen. And so many of us are thinking I need thousands upon thousands of people. And the reality is you don't, uh, for yeah. me, it's been just a handful of relationships that have connected. And so I want people to realize that because when they get into, and your tip, by the way, your tip, and I know we're kind of go backwards here, but your tip was so good. And I often say constant improvement is better than delayed perfection. Mm -hmm. Very much similar because constant improvement in, in your content creation, constant improvement in your relationships, constant improvement in every aspect of what we're doing is so much more important than to me, the number of likes I get, you know, I know a lot of people have tons of likes and quote followers, but aren't doing anything with it. And so or they're not even making money. 
whether, well, yeah, they're not making money. They're not doing anything with it. And so for me, it's always about the relationships, uh, always. So absolutely. Tell us a little bit about, cause you, you came up through the real estate agency or, you know, industry yeah. Yeah. and then went into entrepreneurship. How'd you make that transition and, and why entrepreneurship? Well, I've always sort of had that entrepreneurial. So for me, it started back in high school. I would, so it's super fun. Um, a friend of mine, her, her dad owned this hat company and I, I would go out there every once in a while. And, and, and one of the people in that company, I, I saw some hats. I was like, I love these hats. They're, you know, college caps and stuff. And he's like, yeah, you pick whatever you want. $5. He's like, you can have it at a wholesale price. So think about it. I'm in high school. I don't really understand what wholesale means, all that stuff. And he's like, you can have it. That's what our cost is. You can have it for $5. So I buy the hat. I start wearing them to school and all my buddies are like, I want that hat. I want that hat. And so I went back to him. I said, Hey, all my friends want these hats. He huh. said, okay, here's the deal. You can buy as many as you want for $5. You can sell them for whatever you want. You just can't sell them for more than $20 because that's the relationship we have with these stores. Mm. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. So I would go sell them for $15. I'd make 10. Uh, what's up, Trevor. <laughs> yes. So I would, I would make $10 per hat. Right. And all of a sudden I'm sitting in class realizing, okay, by like my seventh period of the day, and after school, I'm getting ready to go home. And I'm like, I might have made more money than my teachers did today. Like uh, I was selling a ton of hats. And so for me, that entrepreneurial bug, that yeah. that fire, that desire for mm -hmm. like that, those kinds of things, that's where it started. Again, I got into real estate just to real, you know, uh, to, to keep it short on that piece. I got into real estate and did really well. Yeah. The challenge was what happened in 2008, 2009, 2010. Uh, yes. The market went like this. And I was selling a lot of homes still, but... I was also an owner of the real estate company, an owner of the mortgage company, an owner of the title company. And the challenge was I was selling homes just to keep everything going. And I remember one day my wife saying like, hey, I love that you're really successful, but is there a day where we're going to get paid? <laughs> right? yes. and so um, I, I had to make a shift and, and there was some challenges with partnerships and so forth, but I had to make a shift and I had I understood that the thing that had got me through to that point was my network. Right. It was all the connections. And so I was part of a networking group at that time. And my wife and I have five children and our youngest two are twins. And during that time, one of them needed to have surgery. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we get all the surgery taken care of and everything. And I get, I get home. I remember this very clearly one day and I go to my mailbox and I have this letter that says, Hey, you've been part of this networking group for 10 years and you've missed a couple meetings. So we've replaced you. And I remember, oh. feeling, yeah, right. Fanny, like, can you, you just like, you imagine you've been part of this group for it's like being years. dumped. Yeah, right, <laughs> I was being dumped. I, I was being dumped, right? Not you, it's me. Yeah. Uh, so I remember I go to this meeting and, and you know, like the, I was frustrated, but the thing I realized at that point was everything we'd built over this 10 years was transactional, not relational. Mm -hmm. Because what, well, and it was a blessing in disguise, right? That's a lot of things get birthed out of these challenges. And the, the thing was that during that time, not a single person reached out. Not a single person says, um, how are you? Are you alive? Really? Are you doing okay? What's going on? We haven't seen you. Not their fault. That was the rules. Like I totally understood the rules. I, I didn't show up for a couple of weeks, but I had life. I had family. I think yeah. about emergencies, but what it did is it caused me to rethink that. And that's what birthed master networks. Uh, which has now been 11 years, just celebrated 11 wow. years, uh, two weeks ago. And congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thousands of members in over 26 States. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And well, and I guess I met Ro Rogers part of master networks and so Scott. Yeah. And so it's like, like there's a lot of people, um, who have, you know, connected through master networks and it's all through relationships, all word of mouth. I love that. Now you said something at the beginning about, you know, you can make just as much money with a very small group of followers or small group of people. And I love, you have this saying, and I don't know if it's yours or Scott, but like just revenue over fame. Yeah. Right? What do you mean by that? Well, Scott and I, I mean, Scott really developed that. And when we partnered, I was like, I really align with that because I think, um, I think what happens is we, when we get into social media or we get into this, like we're so driven by the vanity of the numbers, right? Like how many likes, how many so forth. And I see so many people who are 
driven by that. And look, there, there's an important piece of that, right? The size of your network, right? Is your net worth yet only if you monetize it, only if you bring it in. And for us, like I, people, I have this all the time. People come to me and go like, Hey man, you're doing so well, but like, you don't have the biggest Instagram following or the biggest LinkedIn following. I'm like, I know like that should actually, they say it to me like a negative and I'm like, no, you should look at that and say, what's the value there that I'm teaching that I, I don't need to have thousands upon thousands of millions of followers to turn it into revenue. If I have targeted the right people, I'm delivering value to those people. And then I have something on the back end that they can plug into for more. So to me, that's what it kind of means when we talk about revenue over fame. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and these days, especially in business to business, right? B2B, yeah. one sale can be five figures, six figures. Like you just close that one deal versus yeah. thousands of sales with, you know, a, a $50 pair of shoes or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and so you have to be clear, like, what do you have as a product or service to offer? And are you speaking to the right people? And there's lots of things. And then I'm sure you've talked about that with other guests, like, who's your ideal customer? Yeah. I would say two things. Who's your ideal target, you know, avatar, customer, et cetera. But then who's the ideal connector? And I think where I've mm. been successful in this is I understand who my ideal customer is. But what I really understand is who's my ideal connector to those customers. So for example, um, what I understand really well is somebody else is doing the hard work. Somebody else is doing the heavy lifting, right? So I'll give you an example. One of my ideal customers, one of the ideal people that I reach out to and connect with and teach value to is real estate agents. Obviously I came from that background, so I understand it well. So for me, I go, who's already got the audience? Who's got their eyeballs? Who already has the connections? Who's doing all the hard work to get their attention? And can I build a relationship with that person? And I do, and they put me on shows like this, or they put me on their stage, or they, they put me in front of their audience so I can build trust with them. And that that's the key. And yet some, some of us are trying so hard to mm. get the one, the two, the three, and it's like, no, go get the one who has the thousands. That's a big aha moment. That's so true. Actually, and for those in the audience, let us know what industry you're in and whether you're B2C or B2B. I'd love to hear that. And for those of you, like, start writing down your questions for Chaz here, okay? Because he, I mean, when he does Q&A, it's, it's amazing. So get specific with your questions for Chaz. Anything to do with, like, your service offerings and things like that, make sure you put that in the comments below because we're going to start bringing some of those on. But, uh, yeah, so, yes, connectors, right? Yeah. So then it's almost like you connect with one and then they'll feed you to your target yeah, clients, right? Well, here, yeah, and here's the key is, like, as long as you're delivering value. So there's, there's such a bunch of little nuances to that, right? If somebody... Uh, somebody puts me on their stage, let's say, and that could be digital, physical. It doesn't like, it could be something like this as a stage. It's a platform yeah. and you just look at everything like a platform and the platform is to add value. And, and I know that that's like a cliche thing, like, oh, add value, but it's so, so a couple quick notes on this. I really get excited about this. Please add value, be authentic in that process and, and be easy to work with. There's so many times I'll reach out to somebody who like makes it so hard to work with. And I have had people, and I just, I know it sounds like self-serving and a pat on the back, but I've had so many people reach out and say, Chaz, it's so easy to work with you and your team. Like, I don't try to put a bunch of, well, I'll, I'll speak only if this and only if that, and only if this happens and, you know, be really high maintenance in that. No, just if they've done all the heavy lifting, I will get in front of their group and, and I will add value. And then I, I, I absolutely endorse that person. So I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a, a friend of mine who we've become friends and she has a real estate coaching company and she asked me to speak on her stage. And, and when I was there, I tried and, and mentally I worked this into my presentation, no less than half a dozen times through my 45 minutes, I found a way to tie my message into validating her, right? Mm -hmm. Because she put me on that stage. I am, she has the trust of the audience. I'm not going to try to like steal that away or anything like that. So you have to understand that if somebody did all the hard work, you've got to show up, deliver value, and then validate that person. Mm. Many times I see we're like, you, you know, we try to be 
interesting, right? We try to be like the star. And the best thing you can do is add value to the person who's already put you in front of their group. And maybe that, maybe we're going off in a little bit different that. direction. No. And yeah. And Chuck in the audience says, yeah, excellent point. Market to the market to the one that connects me to their contacts. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that ties back to like, I guess the reason why you started master networks, right? You are a huge supporter of networking, right? Yeah. And why? Like what, what is most crucial to you about the importance of networking? I mean, well, we all know like the theoretical side of networking, but like what, yeah. what is that one core essence for you? People. I mean, and I don't say that like, here's the thing. I think most people misunderstand what networking is. In fact, when I go talk about networking, they, uh, when I've asked people this, they already have this thing in their mind about what it is. And it's almost become like, like speed dating, right? It's like, it's so transactional. It's like swipe left, swipe right. It's just like, it, it becomes something that's not deep. It's shallow. And for me, I, I just, I'm just very focused and intentional about going deep with some of the best people that I can. And, and I'm just going to tie something into this. And, and again, Fanny, I'm going to go a little bit sidestep to this. This is also why I think it's super important to know your own core values. Because what some of the other questions I get about networking is how do I know who to connect with? How do I know if I should have this person in my circle or if I should be in this person's circle? And part of that is knowing your core values. And I can maybe address that here in a second. But the importance of networking is that, and, I, and uh, Trevor, who's on here, will, will uh, remember this. I talk about this a lot. And he came up to me afterwards. He said that it really spoke to him is I, I say, look, uh, yes, it's about helping the other person and he's got it nailed here. But what I understand about networking is that when I said one relationship away from changing your future, like for me, when I started Master Networks, I knew that there was someone who had built an organization like I wanted to build. I knew there was someone who's paved the path. All I needed to do was build a relationship with that person, have them mentor and coach me so that I could cut the learning curve down and then I would add value to their life. And that happened. And I, I was fortunate enough to uh, invite a mentor and coach into my life who'd built national brands. And I reached out to him. I used a method I called the bond method. And I reached mm. out to him and he came to my office um, nine and a half years ago in, in Minnesota where we were located. And he laid out 10 foundational steps to growing a business nationally. Hmm. And then we implemented those. And he's been a part of my life for the last nine and a half years. Unfortunately, he passed away this last fall. But like that ability to connect and make a relationship, that one relationship changed hmm. everything for me. Hmm. Now, imagine if I could multiply that by 10, 12, 15, 20. Yes. That's so what I'm hearing, I want to reiterate some of your, the points that you're saying here, because it's really important. So mistakes wise don't treat networking as a transaction, right? Don't check off your list. I need to meet five real estate agents at this event, or I need to meet whatever, right? It's not about transactional, right? Yeah. Relationship building. But I think it's, this is something that in a way, when you say find those connectors, in a way it's like, it's a networking accelerator, right? <laughs> find those accelerators that can then broaden your network, not just tenfold, but like a hundredfold, right? Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? So there's, and, and then let me, let me tag that into the second point. So it, it, it's like an outward thing where your business can grow, right? Because you're connecting with these people, it multiplies, like there's this, this momentum effect, right? That just happens yeah. super fast. But then as you add value and you deepen those relationships, there's another thing that happens that I think most people misunderstand about the power of networking and the power really of connecting right is this is as you grow personally and professionally there are a couple things that happens and i hate to break it to most of you but every once in a while you're going to come across somebody who just you're you're not their cup of tea right you, you just they don't connect with you they maybe don't like you they maybe uh you, perhaps you've offended them somehow um th those things happen on occasion right or or you know if you're in business for yourself maybe business didn't go well for somebody and you're going to get you're going to get sometimes challenges to your your integrity your character people are going to challenge you they're going to make comments or statements online or in person or they're going to talk about you or whatever it is or attack you 
And what happens is your network insulates you. And so I can give you some examples of that, Fanny, is that like every once in a while I'll have somebody who's like, you know, um, and it's so weird with the internet. Like I still can't understand how people I don't even know feel this sense of power to go on and just like, you know, try to rip me up on a social media post or on a, you know, on a comment in a video or, or whatever it is. And it's so amazing to see my network. I don't even have to defend it anymore. Right. Like, because I've delivered so much value out there in the marketplace, it's like a review, like a negative review. And then imagine all your customers coming to your defense going, yeah, yeah that's not the Chaz I know, or that's not been my experience with mm. that. Or, that's not been, and all of a sudden that, that, that negative comment, or it just like, it, it has no value because wow. your network insulates you. And I, and I just tell you, as you grow and as you expand, it's just part of business that's going to happen. And so the more value you pour into people, not just does it grow your business, but it also insulates you. Well, and then to your point, it's those deep relationships that you've established. Yeah. And then your, your network rises to defend you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I've never heard it put that way. That's amazing. Thank well, you. And sometimes I do a visual. I've actually done it on stage. And so if I can create, paint this picture for everyone, like you're standing in the center and I will have like 10 or 12 people come up, right? And like, I say, okay, come up here. You're the ideal connector. And then I you kind of pivot and I'm like, all right, you're an ideal connector, ideal connector. And like, so you can imagine all these people standing around me and they're bringing now, then I'll bring, you know, each one of them, I bring up two more people. So now on stage, I've got like, you know, 30 people around me. And I'm like, that's the business coming at me, right? They're bringing business to me. They're bringing connections to me. But now look, look how hard it is for an arrow to get through, if you will, because they're standing around and I'm delivering value outward and they're standing there protecting me. It's like this really cool visual for people to see. And then the, the aha goes off. It's like, oh yeah. man, the more value I put into that marketplace, the more that protects and insulates me. Wow. Okay. Right there, folks. <laughs> Nothing more to add there. Um, so let's pivot a bit, right? Let's dive a little deeper because a big portion of this audience are entrepreneurs. And, and at the same time, we see this, what everyone's calling the great resignation, right? People are leaving corporate. And I think the pandemic was this huge pause button and it forced people to kind of look at what's in their life, what's important, what's of value, what's sucking their soul and sucking their energy, right? Yeah. And they're pivoting. And a lot of people are pivoting to creating their own businesses and becoming entrepreneurs. And I came across a video of yours where you talk about the, uh, the five signs that you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> what are those, Chaz? So, these are all like, these were just self for me, right? So they may not be the same for you, but I think five signs, and I see this a lot from people like, you know, I might be an entrepreneur if we kind of did this whole like, um, who was the, uh, like Jeff Foxworthy, you know, you might be a redneck if kind of funny thing, you might be an entrepreneur if. And so one of the things that number one was this, I said, and I struggle from this, I have this disability, it's called you can't tell me what to do. And so if you find yourself, you're in this like, place where you struggle with the authority of a leader in business potentially right like you may you may struggle with uh you know being told what to do or being asked what to do or being led that way that might be a sign you're you're meant to be an entrepreneur right because you just struggle with that uh authority number two it's really like if you're always trying to find ways to improve the process the system the product like you, you're almost you're almost up late at night constantly trying to improve the process right you're like how do we improve the product how do we improve the process so much so that even maybe before you, you're even doing it more than the owner of the company right you might be an entrepreneur right and number three this one i joke because um this one drives my wife crazy uh i will walk into a restaurant and i'm constantly looking at the the employee to patron ratio, right? The employee to patient or patient to patron ratio. Like I walk into a restaurant during a busy hour, like let's say a lunch hour. And I'm like, there are 12 people working here and there's only six people eating in the whole hour that we're there. They have to be losing money. Like my mind just goes to those numbers, those metrics. 
um, to that. So for me, number three is like, uh, you know, the employee to patron ratio, if you're constantly looking at that kind of thing. Uh, you might be an entrepreneur, right? You just might be uh, that entrepreneur. I see Trevor says that's me. <laughs> so uh, number four, if you're constantly seeking to solve the challenges and problems like you, because that's really what an entrepreneur means. They see a challenge. They see um, something that needs to be solved and they create a solution, right? They're sometimes called visionaries. They, they can see something that isn't yet um, solved. For me, I saw a networking space that was so transactional and so stale and boring and old school and you know, call it the good old boys club. So whatever it was like, that's what I saw. And I wanted to flip it on its head and make a, make it a relational deep rooted organization. And, and that's, you know, I saw a challenge. And so I wanted to solve that problem. So if you, if that's the kind of mindset you have, then you might just be an entrepreneur. Um, and number five, and, and again, these may not be in any particular order per se, but for me, what I see is this, and it's, if you feel called to do something more, right? If you feel like I love what I do, but I just feel like I'm called for something more to me, then I think that's the entrepreneurial calling, right? Because then you want to, you want to advocate and defend and promote something more than what you're doing. Then you might just be an entrepreneur. So for me, Fanny, those are the five, um, Five signs okay. you might be an entrepreneur. Okay, folks, those in the comments, let me know if this is you. Let me know if these ring true to you. Number one, Chaz says, you struggle with authority. <laughs> Little I hand mean, up. Yes. Yeah. Um, constantly trying to improve processes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me know which ones resonate with you guys in the audience. Uh, you're always on the lookout for the employee to patron ratio. How successful is that business? Is it really working? Number four, you're constantly seeking to solve challenges. Oh, yes, yes. And then this one, this one hit me. Field call to do something more. Mm. I feel that one in my heart. Like, Well, I think that's why you do this show, frankly. I think, I think that's, and you're doing it. You're, you're delivering great value in this show. So I think that that's probably why, how it's showing up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I do. Yes. Like connecting people like my my top my top strength, actually, for Clifton StrengthsFinder is connectedness. And mm -hmm. I just I just feel this need to connect dots and connect people. And so, yes, I saw a question in here. I just want to make sure I don't miss it from Chuck. Uh, I'll have to find the comment. But Chuck asks. How do you ask, what's a simple way to ask someone, how can I add value to you? How do you um, start those conversations? Yeah. So can I, can I share the bond method? Cause I think that's the whole key. Please. So this is, this is something I created and it's, you know, because, okay, think about the formula. You create content to connect with people and then you get the opportunity to connect. Now what? And this is where I think so many people make the mistake, right? Uh, what's a simple way to ask? How can I add value? So this, this is it, Chuck. And I'm just going to go high level on this, but this is something that I teach. It's called the bond method. And it really was developed, uh, having being invited to a lunch. So a guy reached out and he just, I, I want to meet with you. I want to meet with you. Finally, I go to lunch with them. We get to this lunch. We go there the whole time. We, he, he says, meet me at Chipotle. I go there the whole time we're there. All he's talking about is cars. And I'm like, okay, the interesting thing for me is that I don't care much about cars. I'm not a car guy. I just want a car that gets me there and gets me back. That's all I care about. And, but he wouldn't know that because he didn't ask me any questions. All he's doing is talking about cars. And while we're sitting there, he takes, I'll use my water bottle here. He takes his hot sauce and he goes to dump it on the burrito he had. And it hits his tray and comes towards me and it spills hot sauce all over me. And when he gets up to get, or I get up to get napkins. I mean, he's still talking about hot sauce. Like he, he didn't even break for a second and and i and you've probably all been in those lunches right like you're thinking how fast can i get out of this and and we get up to leave and he says those magic words he's like hey we should do this again sometime and i'm thinking in my mind like not on your life like there's no way <laughs> and i get in my car i'm so frustrated and then i have the the realization i'm like this isn't his fault he's a young guy 
Like no one taught him how to network. They said, just go do it. And so out of that lunch, I birthed this method called the bond method. I sort of codified everything that I do to create all these relationships. And so it, it goes like this, the, it's an acronym. The bond method is this, B is build on a common interest. So before you ask, how can I add value? I think the first thing to do is to build on a common interest with somebody, connect with them. That, and that, that's kind of like face to face. You can do that. Just, just build on a common interest. Hey, where are you from? What's, if you guys noticed, I did that right at the beginning with Fanny. One of the things Fanny did is she shared a content tip. Well, I have a tip that's similar and I wanted to add value to that. So I immediately went to build on that common interest. That's the first thing I did. Right. Check. <laughs> and, and it can be anything build on a common interest. I also said you did it as well. You said, Hey, I think I connected with you with Roger Wakefield and Scott Simpson. Yes. Well, why did you do that? Because those are people we have in common. Yes. And so these are connections to make, right? Absolutely. And it's all about asking questions. And so, oh, is then occupation exploration. And, and guys, I'll just tell you, your next networking event, if you follow this process, you you are going to, and you don't need to meet 100 people, I promise you, just meet three and go really deep. If you first build on a common interest, then go to occupation exploration. Because think about the last in-person networking thing you did. I guarantee somebody walked up and the first question they says, hey, what do you do? No, build on something in common first. Then go to occupation exploration, meaning dive in. What do you do? How did you get started? Because the thing is, if you start asking, how can I add value? You might get this answer, but they don't trust you yet to really give you the real answer, if you will. Right. So I'm going to dig in. I'm going to learn. What do you need? Right. Um, how did you get started? One question I ask is who are your competitors? Sometimes them telling me who their competitors are will, will help me understand more about what they do. And I'll ask, Hey, how'd you get started? Now I want to know their why, why do they do what they do? Okay. So once I understand I've built on a common interest, I have occupation exploration. The N is needs discovery. <clears throat> so this, I think it was Chuck that asked the question, Chuck, this is where you're going to really get it right? You're going to go deep on this needs discovery. So Chuck, who are you looking for? Who could I connect you to? What keeps you up at night? Um, it's the power of the questions. Remember, you're not talking about yourself, period. Chuck, who do you need? Who can I connect you with? Um, uh, you know, what's keeping you up at night? Um, what challenges, what threats do you have to your business? Um, what are you looking to do in the next year? Like a bunch of questions. I'm going to start to hear what Chuck's telling me and I'm going to understand his needs at a deep level. And then D is develop an opportunity. And I will tell you 95% of the time, the opportunity is not for me to do business with that person initially, right? Chuck might say, I might say, Hey, Chuck, in, in your, um, in our conversation, you mentioned, uh, you were in need of, you're trying to uh, spread the word and you're loving, you would love to get on some podcasts. You know, Chuck, I happen to know Fanny. She's a friend of mine and she has a show that she helps people with content creation, et cetera, et cetera. Would it be all right if I introduced the two of you? And I'm not certain you could get on her show, but I'd love to recommend you for that show. Now think about this. I didn't do business with Chuck. I didn't even pitch any offer. I didn't ask anything other than would it be all right if I connected him with Fanny? What does Chuck think of me? He's probably leaving that event going, I had, 10 conversations with people. Everyone gave me their card. Everyone pitched me something. Everyone yeah. tried, you know, to throw the right hook, mm -hmm. but this guy, he's going to connect me with somebody. Mm -hmm. And then I start the process of following up. And again, I may never do business with Chuck. Yeah. So Chuck will see me as value as long you as create I value. I created value and you created something that like, cause the value then enters into people's like feelings, right? They felt good. Right. And yeah. it was Maya Angelo, right? We'll always remember when somebody makes us feel something. Yes. Right. We'll forget all about the rest, occupation, all that stuff. But we felt something because you're totally. doing an introduction or helping us or creating value. Okay. So, real quick, guys B, build on common interests. O, occupation exploration. N, needs discovery. And D, develop oppor opportunity. And that is the bond method when it comes to networking. Wow. 
Chaz. Well, somebody I taught this to, by the way, this is, I love this. I, I, I didn't say this, so I can't steal it, I'm, but I'm going to copy it here for a second. Somebody also said, depending on how the conversations go, D could mean ditch and run too. Like you might realize <laughs> I got to get out of this yes. conversation. I got to run from this one. So that we may, yes. we may add that to the and look at this. I want to highlight something real quick. Um, yes, and Chuck says, nice, awesome. Hope that provided value for you, Chuck. Um, Rebecca, my Rebecca is my marketing assistant. Everyone go connect with her. And she just graduated, right? But it's they don't teach networking in school, in college, when networking can get you jobs, can get you internships, can get you door openers. Like it's yeah. so critical. Um, so it's great point, Rebecca. I want to jump now. Okay. So we have the relationships, we have the connectors, we have the people, we have attention through content. So now how are we going to harness all of this? Right. And one of the amazing things that I think you, you do is what I call the value ladder or what I've heard it term as the value ladder. And is this like, you have the expertise, you're an expert in something, how do I package it to offer to clients and to offer to potential connectors, right? Yeah. So talk sorry, to us I about this. What were you saying? <laughs> no, no. And I'm going to bring up this diagram that you have. So, but... Yeah. Well, just before you bring it up here really quick. Mm -hmm. So I think the thing is, and, and you know, some people call it, we've called it a sales escalator, a value ladder, whatever, however you want to call it. But the, the principles are the same. And, and that's that you need to have something, something that adds value at like the very simple. It's like, cause I think when, and I just want to preface this before people look at our value ladder, you have, to, uh, you have to understand this is years in the making. Okay. And I think sometimes I've shown this and people are like, whoa, that's a lot. Totally get it. If a very simple, all you need is low medium high at, at, like basic right meaning what's a low cost thing i can get into your world to understand what you do what's a medium price what's a high price kind of thing and then you sort people through that process so i just wanted to lay that out fanny because i think it gets a little bit like well what is all this diagram thing that Chaz has and i don't right. that's not the point to like and i i do want to add like one of the reasons I, I found so much value in this, and, and this is like, you know, you, you talk about this in the, the business accelerator course that, that I took from you guys, and um, is that we're not just one thing. I think coming up in the consulting world, mm. it, it was always just about what service am I offering? And then that's the service I offer. And then that's the, you know, rate per hour. And then that's it, right? That's it you're buying my time and buying my mind and then the service I provide. And so for the longest time, that was to me the only offer, yeah. right? And, and so when I saw this ladder, um, you talk about it, uh, Dean Grazioso talks about it, like Russell Wilson, like, or uh, Russell, Russell Bronson. Bronson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all of you guys talk about it and and it's so important. So everyone pay attention. This is like the most critical part of this show, right? I want all of you guys to hear this and why it's so important and why there's so many other things that you can offer to your clients. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned Russell and like, I'm in his uh, high level mastermind group and, and so forth. And so I, I, I credit a lot to this, to him, but, and then some of it's just our own learning and understanding and stuff. And so Russell taught me a lot about this. In fact, one of the things he said to me when the first time I met him and I laid out what we have is he said, Chaz, that's not really a value ladder. It's like a value maze. And I was like, oh my gosh, it blew my mind. Because what, what happens as entrepreneurs is we overcomplicate. Yeah. And so, right, so I had to simplify and create the process. And the question I always had to ask was what's next? Mm. Like if I'm the consumer and I'm on a journey and I see your content and I see you sharing stuff. Well, what's the next obvious step, right? So for me, right, what's the next obvious step? Well, um, so if you could pull it up, I'll walk through yep. it. I don't know if you can pull that on the screen. Okay, so there's a lot here. So I will, if from left to right, you see it says like lead capture and then MNI, MNU, that's master networks. And so for me, like if I'm talking about 
if I'm talking about, say, networking and the bond method, right, I could I could offer as a lead capture something for you to like download, which we have to learn about the bond method. Right. Well, now you're in my world. I, I have your email. I can communicate to you or you could say, hey, I want to learn about networking and join master networks. And that's the first step. Right. And then we send you to workshops on how to grow your business. So those are the and that's first the free steps. that's the free step, right, Chaz? Like the usually fun. at the bottom at yes, the of the ladder. Mm -hmm. stuff. Yes. That's the free stuff. And then of course you join master networks. We go we then share with you some workshops on how to grow your business. Those are all on my my best selling books, etc. And that's laying the foundation for everything we teach, our culture, our language, everything. And then for those who want to implement at a higher level and take their business further, well, we offer a coaching program right now. It's like, how do I implement the things that I've learned? And then we have an event called connect and then the customizing. And as you go further to the right, the cost and you go up, the cost goes up, right? So it's sort of like you escalate people, you value ladder, they step up and they go higher along the path. And that highest level they go is where the custom. So like my inner circle coaching group, you know, they pay, um, you know, quite a bit of money per year, but that's then customized directly to them to help them grow their business, their brand, et cetera. And so uh, the probably the biggest thing I understood is that the retention actually came the further people went right and the more money they paid, right? The retention yeah. stayed, not less. Sometimes and loyalty what goes up. Right. To your point about your clients insulating you, right, and protecting you, the loyalty goes up too. So there's one thing I want to point out if you go back to that slide. And this this was a big one for us. So underneath at the very bottom, this was where we had a big aha. You see where the green line that says producers playlist. What the producers playlist is, is um, I had a discussion with somebody and she said, Jess, every bit of content you do, you need to take and repurpose it to sell it, like everything you do. And so we created a private podcast. And so the reason it's at the bottom is it's recurring revenue. It's like $29 a month, super valuable. Lots of people sign up for it because what they realize, excuse me, is every workshop, every coaching call, every event, every outside thing I speak at, things like this, others, where we have agreements, um, I then take that content and I put it on the private podcast. Every YouTube show I do, everything that I do all goes on this private podcast. So as people get my content for free and they want more, I say, well, now you have one place. All the people I bring you are all in one place. And so for like $30 a month and we get hundreds of people on that paying even just $30 a month, then that turns into huge recurring revenue. Yeah. And and I think the important thing also for me when I see this is that it allows you to scale, mm -hmm. right? Like for me, you know, I'm, I'm still growing, right? And, um, and I think what I see in the possibilities of that ladder is the lower end or the bottom of the ladder, those things don't require your time anymore. Right. Right? right. They're like, they're the volume sales, right? And they're already pre-recorded. They don't require you to spend an hour with, you know, I mean, because your time is precious now, right? Your, your, um, your inner circle, right? Is the one people that get that access to your time. Right. But then such, at a the, really, such a really key point. And that's why I said at the very beginning of this, I don't want people to get overwhelmed. This has been years in the making, right? Yeah. 11 years of this at the very beginning. It was me. Then yes. when it's not, then every time I created the next step, I replace myself. I backfill myself with someone who now can take that step and I go create the next step. And then I backfill and I create someone who's in charge of that step and I go create the next step. And so for me right now, the main place I play is the very top, the inner circle. And at the very front, all the creative strategic partnerships that keep funneling people in. Those are the two places I play. The rest of it I have amazing people who are in their strength playing in that that framework, if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Now, I want to, if it's okay with Chaz, with you, Chaz, yeah. I want to give somebody an opportunity in the audience to just like have you maybe just 
help them real quick with like a ladder. Um, so if you want Chaz to kind of give you like a really quick, I'm putting him on the spot. Oh, <laughs> I'm putting Chaz on. Um, if you're interested in having Chaz outline a real quick ladder for you, drop a comment um, in below and share with him real quick what your service or your offering is. And then from there, we're going to talk about a ladder that can be built out of it. Okay, so whoever drops that comment, shares what their service is, then we're going to use that example to build a value ladder. Okay, so while you guys are doing that, um, I want to kind of give a shout out to your Connect event, Chaz, because yes. I'm going to go to that and I want more people to know about it. Um, so talk about your Connect event while someone in the audience talks about their service so we can create a value ladder. Yeah, so here, here's the uh, six, six, seven years ago, I had this idea. I was like, we really, as entrepreneurs and as business leaders, we can really just hide behind a computer and we can get, you know, where we're not out connecting and plugging in. And so we created an event called Connect where people come together, they can connect, they can, um, uh, they can uh, learn from other professionals, they can network, they can share, do business, et cetera. And so we do that in Dallas every April. Uh, this is our sixth year of Connect. We have some incredible, like here's the cool part. We have built such an event that we we have about a, a 20 to one ratio of people who apply to be speakers. And some of these speakers get paid really high fees and, and we don't pay. And they then we get them to come to our event and we sell out of our vip tickets at the event every year so you've got mccall jones she she's an amazing speaker matt osborne um works with operation underground railroad they rescue kids from sex slavery and we have him coming uh gosh we just have a ton of a ton of people speaking at this event who are real by the way these aren't all just like because they're great speakers these are people who do what they talk about. That's a what are some of the topics? Oh my gosh, we're talking about uh, how to brand, how to create yourself as a personal brand. Scott Simpson's going to be there. He's going to talk about you know how to build a video following. Um, if you go back up, um, uh, Rob Genovese is a brand specialist. Um, Chris Natsky there on the left, he is a uh, gosh, I don't remember what degree, black belt trainer, world national champion kind of thing, and he will walk you through an exercise of board breaking if you've never done that. Um, Jason Wilson, he's going to talk about, uh, Facebook advertising and he, he ran all of overstock.com's, uh, Facebook ad buying like 150 grand a day, kind of wow. like he knows what he's talking about there. So just, you know, that's just to touch on a few. We just added a couple new people that we haven't even announced yet. They'll blow you away. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Bobby okay. Jones there. Trevor just, yeah, it's going to be great. Okay, whoever commented gets the value. I see here, Trevor. Okay, hey, Trevor. Look, can I just? I see Trevor's. Let's just take his real quick. Yes, right? let's do it. Rollover option. Okay, so here, here's the key thing. Most people don't wake up today and say, "You know what? I I really need to do a 401k rollover." Like that's typically <laughs> not what people do. My right? eyes glaze over. Yeah. So. So here, here's just real simple, high level, not getting into the, the thing. Most people, the reason why they don't, you could probably, and Trevor probably knows, there's probably two or three or four reasons why. And, and then I, what I would do is first I would create education program around that. Like, here's the four things you need to know if you're going to roll over your 401k. And it seems counterintuitive. Like, they should hire me to do it. Yeah, but give them all the information. Like, have a have a $29 something or other that they can download. Here's the mistakes everyone makes when they do a 401k rollover. I don't know what those are, but Trevor could come up with those, right? Yes. And then, so it's like, here's how you can do it yourself. Here's how we could do it together. And then here's how I do it for you. Like, just think of it like that, low, mid, high, right? Do it yourself. We could do it together or we'll do it for you. And you create some payment structure just in that process. So education up front, they have to go do it all themselves. Education plus some handholding, mid price, or we'll just take it, we'll run with it, and we'll do your 401k rollover. I love that low, medium, high, right? Yeah. The most basic components of, of any ladder, low, medium, high. Yeah. 
and don't awesome. overcomplicate it till you master each each step. Got it. Um, I see a comment question here. Uh, Imo, she says, at Chaz, where are the African-American speakers? I mean, your event in Dallas. Yes. Yeah, so let me touch on this. So every year, by the way, we have a whole committee that pick, picks our speakers. And I get this question like, where's, uh, you know, where's all the female speakers or where are the, you know, where's this speaker? Or where's this national? I'll just, I'm just going to hit this head on. We pick the best in a topic. And I, I, if it's African-American, if it's women, we've had, we've had disabled, we've had um, pretty much every nationality out there. We've had speak at our events. So uh, we just pick the best of the best in that topic. And that's where we go. So some years we might have more male speakers and females. Some years we've had more female speakers. Some years, we, you see what I mean? Like it's just, it's just get the best of the best. Okay. And then we have a question from Dal. Delise, Dallas, sorry, Delise, Dallas, <laughs> if I mispronounce it. Um, she says, what about if you are starting off your offer lead capture, but is a book, is a book critical? Would that be something you work on and add later when you started where your lead capture, then workshop, then other value added? Um, so I think like at the beginning, does it have to be a book? Is that what I, I think I, that's what I got from this question. Um, is a book critical? Well, here's the thing. A book, a book is anything you want it to be, right? It could be a digital download. Um, we do a bond training. That's just a digital, it's just a digital piece that we, um, sorry, I have this like line of light right on my face and trying to, it's chasing me. Uh, we have this, um, we have digital downloads that we create all the time, right? Like, so it, a book doesn't have to be a physical book. It can be digital download or an audio. I do think it's important to create something like that. And it's not hard to do. Um, just really simply, you could, you could have somebody who's a writer, you could audio just some outlines, send it to somebody, there's all kinds of sites you can do it, they can write it for you in kind of your language, you can edit it up. So it's still your still has your points. And yeah. then audio record it. Now you have a now you have a um, audio and digital download. And it's a great way to lead capture. And tip sheets, right? To your point, like, I mean, and for me, over the years and all these shows, I do one content tip every show, right? And now I have about like a library of 50, 60 tips. And I'm actually going to be creating like a 50 tips content of the week ebook, right? And, yeah. and that's something that over time, the content became the so-called low-end offer, right? Or free offer, because yeah. I also put all that content on YouTube and it's free for anyone to access, right? So yeah, it's there's lots and lots of options. So Chaz, the hour just flew by, <laughs> but we got tons and tons of uh, great engagement and great comments. We'll have to go back and kind of like look through it all. But for everyone out there, make sure you connect with Chaz here. Uh, G is going to help me put some of your Facebook links and LinkedIn links in there so that you all can connect with Chaz. Um, let me know, guys. Was this like a ton of value or what? Just tons and tons of tips and advice. And uh, it's just amazing here. So stick around, Chaz. I'm just going to highlight some upcoming events and then we'll close out together here. Give me a second. So thank you guys for everyone that's tuning in. I want to point out some amazing events that are coming up as well as people that are going to be coming on to my show on April 6th. From three to five, I'm going to be at La Cima Club, where I'm going to share with Lindy Chapman, as well as Ron Bruno, uh, especially those in the real estate market. Make sure you join us. We're, I'm going to talk about how to stand out on LinkedIn with engaging content. So be sure to save that date. A registration link is coming soon, April 6th, three to five. April 7th, my next guest on the show is Bree Clark. She is the owner of the Iman Project. She's a business owner in Dallas with these amazing plant shops and just an influencer on 
Instagram, and she spreads joy through her plants and diversity, and she does it through the most beautiful content. So you definitely need to check that out April 7th and then April 21st. Save that date because I have the honor of hosting Chris Doe. If you don't know who Chris Doe is, just type it into YouTube and all his amazing content will come up. He and I are going to be talking about pricing your work. Okay, this is a huge critical part of being a coach or consultant or any kind of business, pricing your work, and nobody speaks about it quite the way that Chris Doe does, and he does role plays, and just look him up. He's amazing, and frankly, I'm honored that he's he's coming on the show. Um, and then April 26th, for those of you in technology, there is a Cheers technology networking event, happy hour. And the registration link is right there. G's going to help me post that as well. And uh, that's on April 26th. You can register at abtpdfw.org. So lots and lots of events and lots going on. Lots of places for you to network, meet that connector. And you just never know. You're one relationship away, to quote Chaz, from a huge opportunity. Thank you, Fanny. Did you like how I tied all that together? Thank you. It was an honor to be with you. Oh, thank you for your time, your advice, your insights. I I could talk to you all day. Um, And uh, thank you to you all in the audience for your engagement and comments and support. Join us in two weeks. And uh, I want to close. Final words, Chaz. Final piece of advice. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the reality is is that it's all about the connections that you make. It's all about the relationships that you build. And you don't have to do all the heavy lifting. There's people that are doing it. There's people that have influence. And and it's about deepening those relationships. Awesome. And then for all of you out there, make sure you continue to shine your light, to share your message, to share your voice, show up in the world. And I hope you'll do it through video as well. See you next time, everyone. Thank you, Chaz. Thank you.